Hello, welcome to Bride Body Family Temple, uh, the podcast where we talk about all things church and what it means to be the people of God before a watching world. Uh, my name is Eric Miller, lead teaching pastor at Mercy Hill Church. With me again today are Mr. Mark Russell, associate teaching pastor, Mercy Hill Church. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Or morning or night, I guess. Whenever you listen yeah, you to don't it. know. Yeah, afternoon for us. And also Mr. Conrad Hirschberg, executive pastor at Mercy Hill Church. Hey, how you doing? Okay, that was, that was I like the way you guys switch up the greetings. Very good. Um, <laughs> Gonna today, run out. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we keep it fresh around here. <laughs> um, today on the podcast, uh, the metaphor that we're going to be pressing into is that of the body. So last episode, we talked a little bit about what it means to be bride. Today, we want to press into what it means to be the body um, as the church and as, as the people of God. Uh, just big overview um, with each one of these metaphors, they're, they're metaphors for us corporately as the church, but there's also a corresponding uh, kind of metaphor for who Christ is in each scenario. So for example, with the bride, that is us, the church, he is the groom. And so today uh, with us as the body corresponding to that, he is the head. There is not another head. He does not share that role. He is the head. Uh, We are the body and each one of us individually are members of the body. I would say out of these metaphors, guys, would you agree that this is probably the one that people are most familiar with? I would have to agree. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, yeah, I think just generally yeah. speaking, people, this is the one that people kind of, you know, refer to the church as uh, just in a generic way that we're mm-hmm. the body of Christ. Um, and so uh, while that it might be the one that's most, um, that's used the most frequently and familiarly, familiarly, I'm, I'm going to pretend I didn't try you to say it. that no, word, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I th- I do think <laughs> I do think there's a lot to learn as we as we press down into it. Um, I want to start by reading uh, a passage here in Ephesians chapter four. Again, there's several uh, passages that we can get to in regards to this metaphor, but uh, very quickly, Ephesians chapter four, starting in verse eleven, and he gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry to the building up of the body of Christ. There it is, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Who, who is Jesus, to mature manhood. So it's the idea of a body mm-hmm. maturing, growing into fullness, growing from a little tiny baby into, you know, adolescence, teenage years, and into a full-grown man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, so there's Christ's head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So um, a lot to say on this one. Uh, again, there's other passages we'll get to in a little bit, but while we're here in Ephesians 4, let me just park here for a second and, and point out a few things. Um, first of all, again, it's just this idea that like, just because we're a part of the body doesn't necessarily mean that we're a mature body, that we're a fully grown body. I took a, <laughs> I'll tell this little story a little bit. My kids, my poor kids, not only do they get used on uh, Sunday mornings, but they also get used on this podcast and uh, might be the first time of many. But anyway, um, uh, my third one, Finn, is 13 years old. I took him and um, we met up with also be Mark's 
younger brother-in-law. Dog making an appearance C-Dog on the Mercy Colton. Hill podcast. That's Finn's little buddy and another one of their buddies, Peyton. And I took them out uh, to the uh, to the gym last night. Uh, the gym being like uh, the weight room. <laughs> and uh, they are again. They're thirteen. They are becoming. Uh, they are good young men. They are, they are, uh, they are, that's probably a little generous, but, (laughs) (laughs) but they are, they are growing, they're growing in this, but they were, they were hitting the weight room, man. And they are, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're ready. That's all I'm going to say. They are ready (laughs) to, to get after it. Um, but just thinking about that and kind of like those years is like, I think that there's, this is one thing I want to sit on is like, just because we're a part of the body doesn't mean that we're a mature body. Okay. Now, as you press down into that, each one of us is an individual part of that body. Um, again, verse 15 there in Ephesians, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part, every joint, each part. And so, again, just thinking in terms of like us together is that what Christ takes us through, he takes us through together a lot of times. So if I can go back to the young lads in the weight room last night, they know that if they want to grow, they need to subject their body to some things that are difficult. They need to get under a bar or lift some weights or whatever that are difficult for them to lift. And there's going to be some some tension. There's going to be some stress. Mm-hmm. There's going to have to be some extra effort required. And they, and they do that because they know, their head knows, that if their body wants to grow, they have to go through that. In the same way, again, just big picture here, um, might be obvious but might not be, Christ is the head. He wants us to grow. He will subject us to together, not just individually, but together. He will subject us to some things that seem a little bit too heavy at times, some tension, some stress. He will require some effort that maybe we wouldn't just naturally uh, subject ourselves to. But it is for the goal of growing into this mature manhood uh into um someone that is uh, again corporately where we can do what he wants us to do again why are the boys doing that they want to be big and strong now to be a fair they might just want to be big and strong just to look good okay i mean that because there's a girl yeah that, that might be we won't <laughs> we, we will try to keep this metaphor on track <laughs> in the best possible sense and we're going to give Finn, Colton, and Peyton the best possible Amen. Um, Amen. benefit of the doubt in all these things. But but ideally, it's not just about looking good. It's about doing work, mm. right, so that they can lift more. And yeah. I'll stop talking here. Well, and yeah, and, and I think uh, just health, too, like that's part of it. Yeah. I think uh, so the end of that, this idea of um, promoting promoting the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part, right? So this idea of um, there, there is there is both this eye towards, in, in this metaphor, there's both this eye towards the collective whole as one unit, as an entire body. Yeah. But there's also this, this um, eye towards each individual part and it functioning within its own capacity to its fullest, 
you know, extent and ability. Um, well, people will talk about this. So you, you may hear this language of unity and diversity in the body. That's kind of what it, that's getting at too. There's both, uh, this idea of unity, one unit, like we said, but also diversity in the sense that there's many parts. Again, the body image is very helpful in this. When I, you know, look in the mirror, I don't just see an arm or a leg. Like I see a whole person, <laughs> right? If you would, yeah, that would be right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be concerning. Uh, but, but at the same time, like you look at the whole, the whole, uh, person and you see there are like, there's two arms there. There's two, like there's all these that, right. So it's that, it's that kind of idea. Um, Romans 12 is another place that I think kind of, kind of, uh, builds on that specific idea. Um, I'm looking in really starting in verse three here. He says, for by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. There's some things to say there, but this is where this image kind of comes out. He says, now, as we have many parts in one body and all the parts do not have the same function in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. And so there you get this kind of, um, again, now applying it to the church, the body of Christ, uh, it, it, it gives us this understanding that we are unified, united to one another in this way, but at the same time, we're not all going to have the same function. I think part of that is giftings. That's kind of where he goes um, at the end of at the end of this passage, getting into verse six and, and other places too, I think, where um, the, the giftings we have, the way that we actually serve the body and function in the body, um, is kind of the diverse aspect, but again, at the same time, when every individual part is, is functioning as it should growing into maturity, I think part of the idea of Ephesians four is, is, um, capable and active in that the result is not just looking at one, um, part and saying, wow, that looks really good. Or he's doing really well. It's, it's that the whole body would be functioning the way it should. Um, I don't know, like maybe we could come back to the weightlifting metaphor and say, uh, like we don't want to be the guy who only goes in and only, only ever lifts biceps, biceps yeah, right? Yeah, like it. we got it. Yeah. yeah. You got to get legs. on the leg press, yeah, right? You got to, yeah. You got to work your legs too. And it's, it's about this whole, uh, the, the whole body at the end of the day being mature and, well, and, just, um, just even, ju well, just having a grid for that. So, uh, so I'm thinking of a phrase here. I want to be, I want to preface this fairly. Um, not a bad phrase. And in fact, I'd be, I've definitely said, it. I think everybody's said it. But sometimes we talk about what we'll say this little here's the phrase, what God is doing in my life, in sure. my, in my yeah. life, not bad. And that is true. In fact, I've asked people that question like, hey, what's what's God doing yeah. in your life right now? Very fair. I don't want to be cynical about that. However, I bet there's also times where we get a little bit too too much tunnel vision mm -hmm. on that idea. Mm -hmm. um, we're we are it. You are every individual person, every member of the body. You, Jesus loves you. <laughs> like yeah. you are, you are a, you are an individual yeah. soul that He has died for and that He saved, that He called to Himself, and it's and it's beautiful. So not minimizing that, but like we can we can think, like we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can th we can think yeah. about both, and it's important to think about both. It's just again just thinking about our lives, not just individually, but. The, within the context of a body, just like you said, and that yeah. there's always what God is doing in my life 
isn't just about my life. It's never, it's in fact, I would say it's never just about your life. You might not see it all. You might not see all the different ways and, and what he wants you to focus on as a disciple in one sense is that, yeah, just be obedient to what he's calling you to do. Right. And, and align yourself with his word, um, in dependence upon the Holy spirit. Yes. But, but there's more to it than that. And there are people around you that he's also working and you, your sanctification is part of their sanctification, their sanctification Mm. and the process of their sanctification is a part of your sanctification. Let me just spell that out. People who drive you nuts, their sanctification, maybe you're right, but it's also part of your sanctification. Yeah. And and what is he doing? He's building us, us, corporately into a mature sure. manhood, into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And so, I don't know, I th- but I think it, it's on one level it seems basic, on, an, yeah. on the other level, I think we miss it. Yeah. Well, I don't think you think we even consider, yeah, yeah, we yeah. consider that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think part of it too is, which we... We've said this, but just keeping it in the forefront too, like none of these, there's, there's a reason there's different metaphors and ways of, you know, identifying us and describing, uh, salvation and everything. Um, because none of them really do paint the whole picture. Right. And so there are, you know, it, it is salvation's individual. We have, we have a real relationship personally with Jesus, but at the same time, like this is part of how the Bible is describing you. It's, it's part of a body. It is a it it is literally a foundational part of your new identity in Christ as part of the body and that that tells us a whole lot of things that it's not you know on the other side of that like you said it's not just individual that i uh both have a i think responsibility to people other people in the body and also a need for that like that's the other side of it that we don't that that we maybe don't consider for different reasons is actually I actually need this. And, and I think that's, that's part like, we don't, you know, maybe that's just cultural and our individualized age and just the kind of the air we breathe, honestly, is that just is completely foreign to us. But the fact that we're actually defined by the way that we relate to someone else, to other people, but then also that we, we like fundamentally need them in our life for different purposes, um, is, is telling as well. And I, yeah, I, I agree. I think we miss that all the time. Yeah, I think looking at uh, just the, uh, the phrase you guys were talking about was uh, needing other people. In a sense, it makes us dependent on other people or other parts of the body, mm-hmm. rather. Um, but it also uh, is with that, it becomes easy to also begin to compare each other, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you might have the gift of, of one thing or you might be an arm or you might be a 100%, leg. 100%, yeah. And, and we think that uh, one is more important than the other. Mm. Uh, if we look in 1 Corinthians 12, starting in, I believe, uh, verse 14, it says, uh, For the body does not consist of one member but of many. If the foot should say, uh, or if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. Um, like we, we can't say like, I don't belong because I'm a hand or I don't yeah. belong because I'm a foot. Um, it goes on and it lists some others in there. Uh, basically, um, just coming down to, uh, reiterating the fact that we do need each other and that none is more important than the other. Uh, but also just, uh, you know, acknowledging that, uh, once we begin to compare each other uh, or compare ourselves with each other, 
um, that's a very dangerous, slippery slope to go down, thinking that mm-hmm. one is more important than the other. Well, I think, I mean, can we just say this maybe? I, I, I brought this up actually when we when we were going through Romans 12, yeah. um, but but that, that whole idea of um, comparison of maybe this uh, kind of feeling that some are more important than others, um, I mean, that is a huge, I think, part of church today. And, and quite on, and this is part of, like I said, when, when we were preaching through this, I think like, I, I think you see it maybe most glaringly in the way that both pastors at large view themselves and also the way that maybe people view pastors and that whole dynamic, like this mindset of there are some, um, more important than others, uh, I mean, is, is extremely prevalent and, um, and I think dangerous on both sides. I think what's interesting about that first Corinthians 12 text is it would both, it would both preach against that kind of mindset, like this idea that, that any individual is more needed or more important. It would also call others to, to step into and, you know, maybe not view somebody else in that light, but it would also push them into into this obedient kind of, again, functioning in their gift. Like, I think that's both the other texts we raised, Ephesians 4 and Romans 12, are speaking of that. Like, it's the responsibility of everybody. But but there's both sides of that, right? Like, the comparison for maybe the one who has a particular gifting or something who inflates himself. Uh, there's also the person who maybe is, is not in that position, doesn't have those giftings, but still called to serve in certain ways that that needs to step into that and not not just kind of passively attend and rely on other people to, you know, so it's, it's all of it, man. And it's, it's hard. Um, but, but extremely relevant and needed, I think. And we yeah, see it. And just, uh, this will be a little bit of repeat, but just to, again, massage this idea into us to make sure that we get it. Um, but just think about the futility of, I don't know, a hand, comparing itself to a kneecap or to a, or a, trying or, to be a kneecap or to a thigh yeah. or yeah, what, like, yeah. like it's, you know, that whole thing. Well, you're not, it's not apples to apples, but you know, it's like apples to oranges. It's not apples. It, it's apples to nightstands yeah. or like right. it's, it's completely different category other yeah. than this is the uniqueness of our body. Our right. body's extremely diverse. So that's why yeah. we are connected in that way. But if you don't have a metaphor for within the body, that's why the body metaphor is useful, extreme diversity within that. In fact, yeah. you, earlier you said unity within diversity. This is a whole other thing is like, I, if there isn't diversity, there's no such thing as unity yeah. because otherwise what you have is uniformity. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that in the church sometimes. Yeah, like, that's true. Like, like in, in extremely religious sex yeah. where everybody dresses the same, yeah, 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 acts yeah. the same. Look, you've, you've got that. I think you also have a watered-down version of it in much of the way we do church from like a a photocopy blueprint of, well, this worked here. And and it, I won't, I'm going to get on the soapbox real quick. Pull me back off, Okay. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Okay, okay. Or, or let me go. Either <laughs> one, it'll, whatever. Um, but this idea of like just taking a, a paradigm of what worked in another place that I think a lot of times was actually a sincere Holy Spirit thing in, in the way in which it was first birthed and then just trying to like 
photocopy that, mimic that, clone that, whatever you want to use, and and bring it into another, a whole other context is like every local church. It's a, it's a living organism. It's like okay, so each one of us here, mm. we're very different, but we each have bodies, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So we have bodies, and so there is there similarity. Yes, but is are we different? Yes, yeah. but I'm fatter than these two. Okay, so <laughs> I'll throw myself out there. I'm secure in who I am. Anyway, um, but it's like you, you know what I mean. Like, like, like. So yeah, there's there's some things that are the same. But to like for me to try to be mm. Conrad or Mark, sure. even in terms of like on the natural level, in terms yeah. of like body type, or I'm gonna weigh. By the way, so uh, I'm just, I'm really rolling now with rabbit trails. So um, just you know, uh, application for some new like uh, life insurance recently. Dude, they want me to weigh what I haven't weighed since like the seventh or eighth grade. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me that this is my goal weight. Anyway, I'm like, okay, rant rant over there. But anyway, um, there's a gospel yeah, application yeah, yeah, somewhere. We'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. Probably wasn't necessary. Um, but but you get but you get the point. It's like, yeah, there, you have to have a grid for great diversity in the midst of you in. In the midst of unity, and I guess I've just the thing I'm really hearing in this whole thing is just we got to see both. Yeah, right. Got to see both. What's so. good? I, yeah, actually, um, it's a good observation thought. I think I'd not probably thought through that on a on a like I think the body language it, it is corporate. That's the idea. But even even as we try to very practically flesh out what corporate church life looks like, and and even comparison amongst bodies, I think is helpful too. I think it's um yeah just the just the idea of uh uniformity was helpful and and even again just like i i hope that i hope that as people are listening they can see kind of the the diff like we have to st- when we when we come to these very practical things that we do and stuff we have to start here where it's like cuz the bible if we're honest it doesn't it doesn't give us all the the you know meat and bone uh, the the meet to it and and the practical this is exactly what it's going to look like it gives us these these identities and these concepts these metaphors um and we have to start there and then work work out from it it can't be like you said trying to come up with these things from the culture or from this pragmatic approach of this worked over here and it looks good and we like it um you know preferences maybe maybe even you know, for a lot of people, like what's going to suit my individual strengths? I think there's some of that, but you can take that too far very easily. It yeah. has to be rooted. All all of that matters, but it has to first be rooted in, in these these biblical ideas of first who we are um, and, and how we function in light of that. Yeah. And the other thing that comes into play with this is obviously gifts. OK, which um, yeah, read from both in both those places. Um. But again, the purpose of the gifts and the purpose of the diversity within the unified body is for the sake of um, mission, getting stuff done. So to compare with, you know, our podcast on on bride, there it's it's a lot more. If I had to oversimplify it, it, it bride the bride is more like think heart, you know. Yeah. When we're talking body, think hands. You know, it's it's like there's yeah. there's a missional aspect to it that Jesus is still doing stuff in the world today. Mm-hmm through his word, through his spirit, and through his people. We as his people have his word. We have his spirit. It's go time. He's the head. He's on the throne. He's got all authority in heaven and on earth, and he says go and make disciples. Um, And 
we have to understand that everything we've been given, everything that he's done, it starts with that I, I would argue at the, or maybe not, not to be too, I don't know, playing on words here too much, but like at the heart of it really is that bride metaphor that like we got to have that first. I think that if we go out and try to do um, mm-hmm. without understanding that, that we're bride, then you, you just become, uh, you become very self-absorbed and maybe like sure. self-aggrandizing or look at what I can do, or you just end up being really empty and tired because you're trying to do it in your own effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you work out of a place of intimacy, that yeah, we're bride, but we're also body. Yeah. And man, he, he has things to do and he is like everything that he's doing in our lives individually and corporately, he's doing for a reason because he, again, it, back in the marriage metaphor, he's, he's the perfect husband. Okay, ladies, other than Jesus, there isn't one. Okay, <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. Um, but again, our we have ideas. We try to put our body through stuff. We we don't do it perfectly. But he's the perfect head, um, and he knows what he's doing. But in the end, it's for the sake of of mission. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, there, there's a there there's a order and a logic to all of this, and I think you captured that well with the with the even kind of logic of the metaphors it all all of this this is the the body it seems to be more about function kind of um but at first like it, it all has to start from real genuine love for jesus and and that relationship i think another thing too just as we're talking um and kind of what conrad brought up with this this uh you know comparison and need for each other um just just taking that language and idea back to where we started in ephesians 4 and the purpose of of um, kind of the gifts and the training of the saints, so the body would be built up. That language, the um, you know unity, the the mature man, fullness of Christ, all of that stuff being the goal. But then the result of that, as he says, is then we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves and blown around by every wind of teaching, by human cunning with cleverness in the techniques of deceit. I think um, like p- part of what we have to realize is that we need each other even for, for that. Like, um, and, uh, I feel like maybe this is, I don't know. I feel like I hear this a lot, but it's, it comes back to this very individualistic mindset maybe. And, and maybe just understanding of salvation. Like that seems like, again, the whole language, it's, it's talking about a child there. I think we just kind of assume that that is not, you know, that's not going to happen to us. We all feel like we're above that. And, uh, I see that a lot with people, I think, who maybe just don't see their need to, to be involved with people involved yeah. in church. And, um, well, they, they don't, they don't realize that that could happen, but you see it a lot. And it just speaks again to this, this real dependence that we have on God's people and everybody to be involved, even for our own sanctification and maturity. This, this is the reality and, and what, we're extremely susceptible, susceptible to if we detach ourselves from that and kind of just think we can, we can do it on our own. So, yeah, can I, I'm, I'm going to run with something specific yet also central. It's right in the text back in Ephesians chapter four, verse 15. He says, rather speaking, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. This idea of relationship and actually speaking the truth and love to one another. And Conrad, and we're gonna, I'm, we didn't prep for this, so I'll put you on the spot a little bit, but I, if anybody knows Conrad and I, 
Connor and I are two very different people. Not only is he skinnier than me, as as has already been mentioned. <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm just goofing around. Um, but uh, but I have almost no. I don't even know what I'm thinking till I begin to talk. Okay, so so that's a little bit extreme. <laughs> but but I I'm very much a verbal processor. Conrad is the opposite of that. Conrad I, and I've learned to, is that he's when Conrad is quiet, he is 100% listening. But he's taken in, and he's going to process, and he's going to come back with usually something that isn't as dumb is what I say. Uh, but 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 we're two very different people in that regard. However, and I'm not even fully sure what my question is here for you, Connor. But just like in regards to that <laughs> verse, so you see, I just just, like, just, just the real. You just the, saw uh, a real life example. <laughs> That's exactly right. But but rather speaking the truth in love, because we're all called to speak. However, uh, not everybody's an extrovert. Yeah. Not everybody's sure. an extremely verbal processor. Yeah. However, you do need to speak. And I know I know for me, like I've learned to let you be you. And I know the way you roll. And when you do speak, I I think I try to take it well. I mean, I, and not that it's it's always hard, but I'm yeah. or I just mean like I, I know that you need time to pro I don't know. Do you have any I, any I would say that, that the biggest thing on that is just uh recognizing um how each of us function. And uh, yeah, we are and, and then giving space for that. So yeah. uh, me giving space for Eric to verbally process <laughs> and, and and know that this God hasn't fully you. been. I like I like how you flipped that. Hasn't been, <laughs> hasn't been fully thought through. Yeah, right. Um, but then also uh, mutually, he also gives me the space to process internally. Yeah. Um, and doesn't like drill me until I sure. give him an answer right. on something. Uh, so I think there's just yeah. it's that mutual respect of uh, giving space yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, and yet, and yet, I think the commitment to relationship. Yeah, and knowing that the speaking does need to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. we can't. And I guess I think my practical press that I'm trying to get to here is like sometimes in the church, like relationships take work, man. Mm-hmm. They take work. And it just meaning time, energy, effort sitting down looking somebody in the eye like like just even in the midst of our busy lives setting aside time for those types of things and we and sometimes yeah we need time to process but we got to come back to the table you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. we have to be committed to being in proximity to god's people um in order to make this work so i get and again with the body metaphor it's it's like you know a hand and an arm and a shoulder to about that aren't well attached okay so yeah. like you ever had a dislocated joint or something it's like it's attached but it's not really mm-hmm. functioning again this is probably some of the language uh, ephesians 4 verse 16 held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly assuming that we don't always work properly um yeah i don't know it's good yeah I don't know. like at the end of the day it it it's also, I don't know, just as you guys were talking, the, the, it, this is never um, a perfect reality. Like the that, Bible that, very much, yeah, yeah, the Bible very yep. much paints an ideal a lot of times that we, again, need to look at. It's true. It's what the Lord desires. Um, but in the same way that like in our personal lives, we don't, we don't perfectly walk in, in what we know is true of us and, and what we've been called to. It, the same thing. The same thing applies here. Like the the gospel at the end of the day, the gospel has to inform this and not just with specifically what we're talking about, but, but really like 
there's grace for one another. There's forgiveness. There's this long suffering. We're committed to this. We all, we all share in the same goal and idea and, uh, hope for each other. And, and just, so just, you know, there, again, there's always more to be said and fill in. We've got to, we've got to understand the Bible within the context of the Bible and everything that it says. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, it's that, uh, th- those things help, uh, and really are the answer to a lot of those problems, but it is helpful also to acknowledge them and, and go in with, I think, a realistic expectation. Like that's yeah. another part of it is, uh, these metaphors help, help, uh, help inform what we can expect and uh, what we should go in understanding and, and being committed to. So it is always going to be a work in progress. Always. Yeah. Like just um, in the same way that while we can have great intimacy with Christ, going back to the bride episode, but we will be with him fully, finally, completely um, one day in glory in the same way we will fully be connected to him in the sense of the body with the head perfectly and completely in glory until then it's it's going to constantly be be a work in progress there's a lot more to say on this one maybe we'll do another one on this uh, topic maybe, maybe not uh, but we do hope that it has been helpful to you um, as you've listened and uh, we hope it encourages you to um, just be the people of God before a watching world in a way that brings honor and glory to Jesus mm-hmm.